Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, all the places, or you'll still to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. Can't keep her on the DL. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hi. Today's Monday, March 7th, 2022, 262 days till Thanksgiving. Would you like a 48-year-old or a 66-year-old? 66. Happy birthday to Brian Cranston. Happy birthday, Brian. Brian Cranston is, uh, is of course, Walter White. Oh. From Breaking Bad. He's also Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, okay. Uh, See, that one registers episode, in my brain. Episode 1,327. On today's show, guys, we've got headlines what? from... Oh, I wrote that wrong. <laughs> 1,344. I was like, Update sometimes back. I'm like a day off, but I don't think I'm like 27 days 1, off. 1,344. <laughs> on today's show, guys, <laughs> on the 1,344th episode, they all run together. Yeah, we've by done, 20. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've got, we've done 1,344 of them. We've done like six good ones. Those That's ones fair. stick out. Like 804, awesome show. Yeah. 804 was We did a, a seven-hour one, which I now, still don't know why anyone ever good. watched that. Episode like 31 was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them. Trash. I was pretty pretty checked out. Um, on today's show, guys, we got headlines from across the state, including um, oh, just you know a bunch of high school stuff, college stuff. We'll get to all that. Actually, kind of some bummer stuff. Yeah. Like that. We got some bummer headlines. I'm I, glad you led with them, though, so we can just... Get, get him out of the way. Yeah, a couple of bummer headlines. We'll get to that. In the back half of the show, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Cristoval Cougars, Coach Casey Otho, will join us. That's a lot of C's. Uh, Casey Otho. Cristoval Cougars Coach Casey Otho will join <laughs> us. Uh, talk about his Cougars. Uh, another fantastic year um, for them. He's really... Done. I mean, that's a program that he's really helped take to new heights. Uh, he's the winningest coach in that program history. They've only been around since 94, but he has lapped the field as far as win total is concerned. They've had their best years under him the past couple of years. Uh, but they've got a new test in realignment. Uh, we'll talk about that. A couple of new tests. I don't know if you saw the map. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about it's that. It's a... It's a doozy. Uh, we'll talk about that with Cristobal coach Casey Otho coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? Miss Pickle. We sure do. It was Daniel Agnew, coach Terry Crawford, Rob Hadaway, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Did coach get his questionnaire in? Is that what that finger means? 
We have the Abbott Panthers questionnaire. How about that? Good job, right. Coach. Good job. We appreciate you, Coach. That. That's excellent stuff. If you didn't get it, if you didn't get it in, we were going to like stop the show until you turned it. In. <laughs> we know where to find you. We're just going to like <laughs> we'll just stare at the camera and be like, we're waiting. We're we'll waiting. Refresh the page and stuff. Wait for it to come through. <laughs> All right, pickle. Let's talk about some headlines from across the state. And I wish I had like more fun, like cool neato things to talk about. Yeah, none none of these first couple ones are no, very No, they're neat. all kind of bummers. We're going to start with what's happening, uh, what came down this week, or last week rather, uh, from College Station. Texas A&M receiver DeMont Demas has been suspended uh, by the university, and he is not with the f- football program. I think that kind of goes without saying. Um, after his uh, arrest uh, last Saturday, um, following on d- assault and domestic family violence charge, um, I'm going to read here from this story from David Wilson at ESPN. <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa. According to the affidavit, uh, Demas allegedly initiated a verbal argument with his girlfriend before it escalated into a physical altercation with Demas pushing her head against the wall. I'm sorry, I should should give a trigger warning for people. Uh, this is tough to hear sometimes. She told officers that she then bit him on the shoulders, at which point he grabbed her and threw her off the bed and onto the floor, uh, which caused some other injuries. Um, so he was arraigned. I want to say that uh, I-, I saw something that his uh, that he was uh, uh, that his he was oh, well, what am I trying to say? Uh, Demond Demas, when he was being arraigned, that the father of the um, of the victim, the alleged victim, mm-hmm. was like caught up to him and like assaulted him too, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously it's just a terrible situation there. Uh, Demond Demas uh, was the third leading wide receiver uh, for them last year. He caught 15 catches for 235 yards and a touchdown. Uh, of course, he was a big time prospect uh, coming out in the class of 2020. Uh, but Demond Demas has been suspended by the university and is no longer not with the program right now, pending the investigation uh, into uh, this arrest for domestic violence. Uh, we will keep you posted on what we hear that. That would obviously be uh, a blow to, I know they had high hopes for him. He's kind of that deep threat that they were looking for, but obviously bigger things in football with regards to this. Okay, dokie. Another bummer topic. Uh, out in Fort Worth, uh, this came down last week. Uh, Kent Waldrip uh, has passed away. He was 67. He was actually uh, a few days short of his 68th birthday. And maybe you don't know the name Kent Waldrip. Kent Waldrip uh, is a former TCU running back. Um, he, back in 1974, uh, was playing in a game, TCU against Alabama, and he was injured. That left him paralyzed. Uh, Waldrop was, uh, you know, but but he he's a, a gentleman who chose to use that uh, in a positive way. Uh, he became a big time advocate for people with disabilities, um, and he, I believe he he raised tens of millions of dollars to help uh, for paralysis research. Uh, he served on the national. This is pretty remarkable. He served on the National Council for for on disability during the Reagan and George H. W. Bush administrations. Oh, wow. And he, this is kind of amazing. He helped draft the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, which you know, if, if for example, if you go see a a like a handicap spot in a parking lot, there are very specific like every parking lot has to have X number. 
they have to be this wide. They have to have these types of, of uh, things, uh, you know, as far as ramps are concerned for, for basically to help people with disabilities get around in the world and be treated relatively, you know, being treated as equally as possible. You know, Kent Waldrop helped to draft that legislation, which is pretty amazing. Um, he also chaired the Texas Rehabilitation Commission and the Grant Committee for the College Football Assistance Fund that provides financial aid to football players who suffer serious injuries. Um the and and you know he he uh, uh, Jeremiah Donati, the TCU athletic director, put out a statement afterwards. Um, but uh, uh, sad news there at Kent Waldrop, who was uh, obviously a, a, a good football player, but probably best known for what he did after football, uh, passed away. He was 67. This came down last week. Okay, um, the NCAA is looking into a couple of potential rule changes. Um, they are uh, they are looking into the the NCAA football rules committee said on Friday that there's a couple of rules they're they're looking into. One of them is would allow conferences to appeal targeting fouls that were called in the second half of games in order to avoid the carryover penalty of sitting out the first half. So presently, if you are playing in a college football game mm-hmm. and you are ejected in the second half of a game. Uh, then you are then suspended for the first half of your next game. So if you're in game one and you get kicked out in the fourth quarter, you then have to, you would then have to sit out the first half of game two. Uh, they are uh, apparently if if the if a team believes a targeting call was erroneous, the, its conference would be able to submit a request to the NCAA's national coordinator of officials for review. If it's obvious the player was incorrectly penalized, the call would be overturned and the player would be cleared for the first half of the next game. So there's nothing they can do in there. They already review these targeting calls, mm-hmm. but then they can have a secondary review, kind of over the course of like a little bit more time to take a look at it. Instead of trying to get a game on uh, there, so you may be able to avoid sitting out the sec the first half of your next game. That's one thing they're they're proposed there. The other one is um, kind of funny. Uh, and Steve Shaw, who is the NCAA's coordinator of officials, said that the rules committee st- t- uh, spent more time talking about players feigning injuries than any other issue in the game. Currently, during an injury timeout, uh, the player involved has to sit out for one play. There are um, accusations mm-hmm. of uh, whenever you don't have a timeout or you need, so- you, like, you need to stop the clock of players suddenly coming down with an injury that causes them to, to fall right. down and we got to stop the game. Uh, the group has considered several in-game solutions, including lengthening the amount of time the injured player would have to miss following the timeout, but couldn't come up with one fit perfectly. Instead, the proposed rule would give the school or the conference the ability to contact Shaw to facilitate a video review. Any penalties levied would be up to the conference or schools involved. So that's the NCAA is looking into a couple of rules. Uh, Hopefully, to mitigate the amount of fake injuries that are coming down. So, anyway, that is the latest from the NCAA. Okay, on to the high school front. Uh, big hire last week, uh, big name hire, and actually, our uh, our Dave Campbell Sexual High School Football Insider Matt Step was here on Friday, and he alluded to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Salado ISD uh, is going to name Tom Westerberg as their next head football coach uh, on. Friday, or I'm sorry, this was on. This was on. Uh, they're gonna name him on Friday. 
Tom Westerberg is best known, probably. He's, he's most recently been the Hayes Consolidated ISD Athletic Director. Mm-hmm. Before that, he was the head coach at Barbers Hill. Before that, you remember where he was? Allen. That's right. He was the head coach of the Allen Eagles during their uh, unbelievable run, uh, led the four state championships in seven years. Uh, of course, the three-peat in 2012-2014 uh, with quarterback Kyler Murray. Uh, he is getting back in the game. Matt Stepp mentioned this on Friday's show that he thought this was a little bit surprising, specifically mm-hmm. because he's probably taking at least a little bit of a pay cut to do this. Absolutely. But... I think that you talk with some coaches, and it's just it's in their blood. They want to be on the side. Like, you know, he, Tom Westerberg, yeah, he can go on the sideline, but he's not coaching. Right? Right. He's the athletic director. Uh, he obviously wants to coach again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has some some history with Salado. He's from there. He's got a house there. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's certainly uh, something to keep an eye on. He's a big-name uh, coach, 186-34 and 34 in his 17 years as a head coach. Pretty Not darn a math good. major, but that seems pretty good. One thing that's going to be very interesting, so th- it, it came open because Alan Hare yes. left to go be the new head coach at the new school, Colleen Chaparral. Mm-hmm. Well, the, under Alan Hare, he's a member of the slot team mafia. Mm-hmm. They're on the slot team. Tom Westerberg does not run the slot team. No. At least not to my knowledge. I don't think... I know he never ran it at Alan. I... Almost certainly didn't run into Barbers Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, will they change offensive philosophies? That's something to keep an eye on. But anyway, Salado uh, hiring Tom Westerberg, the new head coach there for the Salado Eagles. Uh, down in uh, south of Dallas, DFW, uh, Corsicana head coach Hal Wasson has retired. Hal Wasson uh, has spent 33 years as a head coach. He was head coach at Italy, San Saba, Pittsburgh, Mejia, Liberty Hill, Keller Fossil Ridge and Corsicana and probably he was also the athletic director at Irving ISD for a year but he's probably most notable for being the uh, head coach who took over for Todd Dodge there mm-hmm. at South Lake Carroll led them to a state championship in 2011 he was also an assistant for multiple years under Todd Dodge there at Carroll but he is the uh, he has retired. He's decided to hang, hang him up. Two hundred fifty six, hundred twenty five, and three record. Pretty darn good uh, run there. Of course, his son Chase Wasson uh, is a uh, was a quarterback there for South Lake Carroll as well. Uh, certainly wish Coach Coach Wasson, who's been a good friend of Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, the best. Did I ever tell you my Chase Wasson story? No. I was at a seven on seven tournament a couple of years ago, and ran into um uh, ran into Chase. And his family, he was there with a couple of his kids. And for some reason, like, he was like, oh, like, this kid was like, I want to say seven or so. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you got to get a picture with Mr. Tepper. I'm like, this is, no, you, you don't. You really I promise don't. <laughs> you. Just because they will put anybody on TV. Uh, but we'll get the picture. I just start chatting it up. And he goes, no, where'd you go again? And I go, uh, yeah, I went to Coppell. He's like, oh, yeah, we used to beat you guys all over the place. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, coach. Thanks. I, uh, I'm aware. <laughs> I noticed. Anyway, Hal Lawson, uh, certainly wish him the best in retirement. Uh, Jasper has made a hire. Mm-hmm. You may remember that Jasper uh, was looking for a head coach. Um, and they have, uh, they, uh, they, they, uh, rather, they were looking for a head coach. They have found one in uh, an alum, Kendrick Crumity. Crumity, rather. Uh, the offensive coordinator for Manville is coming home to take over at Jasper. Um, this is uh, he's going to be the athletic director and uh, head football coach. He's a 2003 grad of Jasper. Uh, he's from that part of the world. He went to Sam Houston. Sam Houston, I think it was then Sam Houston State. Uh, he's only worked at Manville. He was hired straight out of college in 2011. Uh, he rose to the offensive coordinator job. Uh, he's been a part of a number of 
deep playoff runs, taking over a Jasper program that's ready to win right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so Jasper has hired one of their own and Kendrick Crumity uh, taking over uh, there at uh, Jasper. Jasper has an elite logo, by the way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The use of the, the Texas sketched in is... Finally, uh, Prosper Rock Hill has their second head coach in program history. <laughs> yep. uh, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was actually relatively surprising. It was pretty surprising. It caught us all off guard. That Mark Umble, the uh, the head coach there at Prosper Rock Hill, uh, was uh, re- uh, you know resigned there at uh, at Rock Hill. Um, he led them to a five and five record in 2021. It was just their second year playing fo- playing playing football. Um, he resigns. They have now promoted from within their defensive assistant coach, Mark Wilkinson, to be the second head coach at Prosper Rock Hill. So uh, they are. They have their second head coach of the Blue Hawks uh, all time in Mark Wilkinson taking over at Prosper Rock Hill. Of course, we've got you covered at TexasFootball.com for all things news and notes from around the state. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Uh, two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online exclusive online content at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. If you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We're working right now on the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you are a subscriber, you'll get the magazine mailed to you before it hits newsstands. So texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Also makes a great gift uh, for the uh, for Easter, for Lent, for uh, for St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Um, I'll text coach. Um if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, elsewhere, all over texasfootball.com, make sure you go and, and check out what we got cooking there. Uh, Mike Craven continues to work through his um, uh, his top 10, at the Texas top 10 at each position. Today, he put out the defensive lineman uh, for college football. Uh, if you go to texasfootball.com, uh, you can see all of that. We're trying to get a hold of Casey Otho, our head coach there at, at Cristoval. Uh, I texted him. He did say he was in. That was yeah, last night, though. Um, elsewhere, we got an interview up from uh, DJ Hicks, the five-star defensive end at Allen. If you want to see that, Greg Powers uh, put that together. A lot of other great stuff on TexasFootball.com. If you go check out all the stuff we've got cooking over there. Um, I did not have a vamp topic. I was hoping Coach Otho was just going to answer the phone. Um, anyway. And Pickle's feeling under the weather, so I can't even, like, bounce things off of her either. He uh, he, he texted me, and he said, please text me. So I don't think – I think he might have been waiting for a phone call from your number, so he was blocking mine. Um, uh, I texted him, though. Ah, here we go. There we go. Good. Anyway, we're working on it. Um, yeah, good. See, everything works out in the end. I'll just wait for him. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's welcome in the head coach of the Cristoval Cougars. We're joined by Coach Casey Otho. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. How are things in beautiful Tom Green County? A bit colder. Yeah. 
I'll say. Uh, I'm sure you you like us had a couple of days of spring and then uh, and then kind of. Uh, yeah, it was it was been nice the last couple of days and we got a baseball game today, so it's got to be cold, of course. Kind of hit you in the mouth, um, uh, <laughs> Coach. Let me ask you a, a little bit about your your 2021 season. You know the the standard there at, at Cristoval has been raised, uh, you know, really high in in your time there. Obviously, the run of the regional final uh, a year ago. Uh, you guys get a, a real tough draw with Burton in the first round of the playoffs. You know. Fundamentally, a district champion that ended up uh, playing in fourth place. I'm right. interested. You know, you guys finished nine and two. When you take a look at what you guys were able to accomplish in 2021, how do you assess what you guys were able to do? Well, I think our record uh, doesn't justify or, or reflect of what kind of team we had. You know, we play a third round game in the first round of the playoffs. You know, uh, no excuses there. You know, we lost by one point. Um, the things we could have done different. You know, we look back on and you know maybe it's us playing Fall City again for that regional final uh, instead of Burton. But either way, you know, I, I'm proud of the guys. And, the, and I, like I said, I don't think our record really reflected the kind of team we had. And it kind of keeps us, you know, that, that whole taste in your mouth kind of keeps us hungry and gets us ready for next year and looking forward to it. You know, you, you've been there for, for six seasons there uh, at, at Cristoval. And the program, as I mentioned, has has kind of gone to new heights. You're the winningest coach in the, in the program's kind of brief history. Um, I'm interested, how do you think this program has changed maybe since you've since you arrived back in 2016 well you know uh we what we kind of came in and installed was a a different you know a different standard of what we were looking for to at a football player in a football program and uh you know we kind of put it out there um to the guys and and they've really accepted it you know we, we make football uh important around here and and not to say it wasn't important before but it's come a long ways you know with the community and everything it's, it's something people look forward to and people just want to be a part of uh talking with casey oath the head coach of the cristoval cougars here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today all right coach uh i want to ask you a little bit about your your 2020 uh your 2022 season you know a little bit this is a a program that obviously has high expectations you guys are going to bring back uh, about 12 starters from last year's squad. Do you have a, a feeling quite yet on how this team in 2022 will be different from your 2021 squad? Well, you know, that that's the question that people ask on, a, you know, every year. And, uh, you know, standard coach speak is we're going to be the same. We're going to be better. We're going to be, you know, stuff like that. But I really feel like, you know, uh, what we've developed here, uh, the coaches, staff, and like I said, these kids, I'm not – I really don't look on who's returning, who's not. I'm just ready for, you know, these guys to, to get out there. And a lot of kids, uh, we have a great JV program. They lost one game last year. You know, these guys are going to have new faces, and, and they're ready to prove that, you know, that they're capable of continuing our tradition. So, you know, uh, like I said, I don't look at, at it as like we're losing a bunch of good players, uh, but I just feel like we're always needed players, you know, and, and each, each player is unique, and they're going to bring something special to the table. Uh, on the defensive side for you guys, I know you're an offensive guy, but but the defensive side has really shined the last couple of years. You know, most most notably that this past year, uh, you know, with with you guys had the district defensive newcomer of the year and Nikolai Nelson. Um, you've had some outstanding playmakers like Se- Sebastian Salinas. What has been, what has it been about the last two years uh, defensively that has worked for you guys? Well, uh, Coach Downey, our defense coordinator, we work together really well. Uh, we kind of came up with this, you know, this mentality where we want to build our defense with the best players we got. And then uh, not to say those players don't play both sides of the ball, but we try uh, for the last four years. I've had two linebackers 
that don't do anything but play defense. You know, we try to we try to build around that. Uh, you know, a lot of teams at our level and things like that, they try to get the best players on offense and then, you know, try to hold it together with the defense. And we're kind of vice versa on that. We want to, you know, be able to make stops and things like that because uh, we have playmakers on the offense that I feel like we can score points uh, anytime we want. Uh, but, you know, as far as holding people and things like that, we emphasize, you know, that's that's where you want to be chosen. Is to, you want to be chosen as that defense on that defense, as that player, as that starter on defense, because, uh, like I said, that's holding people hmm. on the football field. Is, is It's kind of a thing of the past, so we kind of want to bring it back to, to the future. Well, one of the guys that I know you're really excited to bring back into the fold is uh, is, is your all-district run, is your all district running back. Uh, you know, you got a variety of them, but, but catcher joiner, uh, most notable is going to be back after uh, after a really nice junior season. Uh, I know he's going to have to take a, a bigger role uh, with the uh, with the the graduation of the district MVP and Josh Fava. But but when you take a look at, at catcher Joiner and, and what he brings to the table, what what do you see? What 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 sets him apart? Well, catcher's really excited about uh, taking over that role. You know, um, there's some things that a lot of, like I said, a lot of coaches don't do the things we do, and I think that's what makes this this program unique. Is we adjust on our our season, our I'm sorry, our offense and our defense. You know, according to the kind of players we have, the skill we have, the set we have. So, yeah, we're going to do a lot of the same thing, uh, but I'm going to make make sure that catchers uh, put in the, in the best position he can to be successful. You know, I mean, Josh had uh, some skill set that catcher doesn't have and vice versa. So, like I said, we're going to do everything we can um, to make sure catcher is successful. And I, I really like the, the thing that we have going here is we kind of have, you know, quote unquote a running back you kind of started um you know we got a, a lot of underclassmen i got a couple of good running backs that played jv last year you know they're they're really good and they're going to be really hungry and, and things like that which you know if you got those kind of returners all the time you know it started back in 20 or 2016 2017 when we had kids that you know hey i want to be like him on the varsity and and that thing has kind of continued on and people take pride in in those positions and things like that and we don't have to beg people to be running backs, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Talking with uh, Casey Otho of Cristobal here on Texas Football Today. All right, Coach, let's address the elephant in the room, and that's uh, that's the uh, the realignment package you guys got a couple weeks ago. Um, you guys are on the move up. You guys are moving from 2A Division two to 2A Division one. Uh, let's, Correct. Let's start there. D- does anything change from, from your perspective? What are the what, – what is it, you know, from within that program, how do you guys approach moving up a classification? Well, I mean, we've been in Division One before. Uh, it was only the last couple of years we were in Division Two, um, but we, we kind of look forward to it. You know, you get a chance to, to to play different opponents, to you know, to beef up your preseason or your pre-district schedule, and that's what we've done. Is we want to get you know as much out of the pre-district schedule as we can in order to prepare us, you know, for for Division One, Two uh, A. So, like I said, we look forward to it. Change of face, change of venue. Uh, change of uh, attitude. Not, I mean, not so, ne- not necessarily so much as the attitude, but I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge, and and it's just something we're we're going to embrace. Uh, you're also uh, another. Just interesting wrinkle, just because of, of where you guys are there in the Concho Valley, south of San An- San Angelo, rather. Um, you guys get to make the the very rare flip from Region Four uh, to Region One, uh, which is a little bit different. You're flipping sides of the bracket. You're flipping, you know, just just all sorts of things. Uh, does does that play any impact into the way you guys approach next next year? And, and what was the reaction to 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 that that decision whenever it came down? 
Well, I, you know, you can take every region, region one, two, three, and four, and it, and especially region uh, two, three, and four. And there's a handful of teams, and I mean a very small handful of teams that are they're going to be, you know, your perennial playoff run, make a run in the playoffs kind of teams. Um, but in region one, it's, I mean, I've been in, we've been in region one for a long time, and we just, like I said, we just came out of region four. You know, it's a different, different kind of football, and almost uh, not taking any way, anything away from region four, but, or region three or anybody else. But, you know, that region one winner is, is typically, you know, uh, He's gonna. They're, they're gonna be in the state championship. Uh, it just kind of seems to be that way, um, and it could change from anybody, from a Wellington to a Stratford, you know, to you know Winthor, just all across the board. Uh, region one's tough. You know, it's tough at the small, at the smaller levels. Um, and like I said, if you can get through Region One, you know things like that. You you know you're a pretty good football team. Uh, and and then finally, well, there, there's one other thing we want to address, and that is uh, there's a there's a, a six hour and eleven minute. Um, oh, it's longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> elephant in the room, and that is uh, you guys get uh, a, a date with a, a program you guys have played in the past. Uh, I think before right. your time there in in Anthony. Anthony, for those who don't know, is the westernmost high school football team in the state it is uh, mile marker one mile marker That's the one exit. uh it's a it's you said it's longer it says uh, google Maps says it's six hours 11 minutes i also know it's a bus so i understand it's gonna a take bus a lunch bathroom breaks <laughs> stretch your legs yeah it's a good seven and a half hour when it's all said and done so how do, how do you approach uh what is truly one of the most unique situations in texas uh playing games against a, a, a against a, a program that far flung well, you know, you got to put that uh, that that uh, you know just during the week, the preparation for that long road trip. You know, um, luckily some of the guys have done it before. Um, and we do it all the time in other sports. Like we play baseball in Fort Hancock. We play basketball in Fort Hancock, which is you know 40 miles outside of El Paso, or not even that far. Uh, so these guys are used to that travel. Um, the unique thing about it is, uh, you know, when we play football. Um, we leave at eight in the morning, get home at eight in the morning kind of deal, you know? Uh, so, you know, people dread it and they dread it and they dread it. But when it's all said and done, you know, it's something that you can always say, Hey, I had to do this. And, and you know, it's kind of fun sometimes every now and then to just be a part of something like that. Yeah. Now, do you drive the bus? Yes. Okay. I was, was going to say, I don't, we, we usually charter okay. to the, the Anthony just because of the late start, uh, basketball wise, baseball wise coaches drive. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just making sure. So so if you guys see uh, 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 somebody burning rubber out there trying to get out out west to mile marker one, it may on a Friday night it may be uh, the Cristobal Cougars and not this season, next <laughs> season. They're coming. We drew the season? we drew the straw where we get the home game first. Okay, all right. So you got a whole year to think about it. There you go. Yes, yes. He's Casey Hotho. He's the head coach of the Cristobal Cougars. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2021, and looking forward to seeing what you guys do in 2022 appreciate you there he goes Cristobal head coach Casey Otho joining us here on Texas football today and yeah uh that is you know somebody we we knew going into it that like you take a look at 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 Anthony and they are there I mean to say they're on an island is the understatement of the year Mm -hmm. I mean they are in they're the only school in their time zone in 3A division one I mean mean, uh, like this or 2A division one rather and they had to go somewhere and this is the most logical place for them to go uh they're kind of the the Concho Valley kind of Permian Basin type area there, um, 
and and yeah, but Cristobal is to me. You take a look at their district. That it's 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 a tough it's a tough move, right, to move up in classification. I don't think they're scared of anybody, but they are in a very strange district. Mm-hmm. In that, obviously, there's there's Anthony, right, and that's its own challenge um, there in in two A Division One. But you take a look at District Three. They're also getting Sonora. Who's a three A Division two drop down? Mm-hmm. They're getting, Sonora is always good too. Let me tell you. Yeah, they're getting Anthony and Reagan County, who are also three A Division two drop downs, and then they're getting two programs: Forsan, who is kind of staying put. Three, they kind of built this around Forsan District three, and then Ozona, who's also moving from Region four over to Region one. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a strange mix in three a, three two A Division one that it, it's kind of a well we got to put them somewhere type type district. And by moving Cristoval over from Region 4 to Region 1, I think Coach kind of said it well. Uh, these regions have different personalities. Mm-hmm. These regions play football in different ways. And so, uh, interested to see what they do. I think they're going to be the favorite. If, if you're asking me right now who the favorite there is, I'd say it's Cristoval. Maybe it's, you know, it'll be Cristoval, Forsan, and Sonora, in my opinion, are the top three there. Um, but but we'll see. And, and, and moving up classification is not easy. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But they've got a fair amount coming back. If they can kind of, if they can get uh, the same kind of running game they got last year, uh, then than from Josh Fava, then they're going to be in business. But we appreciate Coach Casey Otho uh, from Cristobal hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts? We can keep this brief. Can, no, I was just going to ask, like, can you imagine as a high schooler having to take a seven-hour bus trip just to I go can. play? A, it's one a thing. district game. I was going to say, it's one thing in my mind for football, but from a person who played basketball, like I know for a fact driving down to Taylor or uh, – uh, Salado and stuff for us was about a two and a half. It was about a three hour drive through and through. And it's like on a Tuesday night basketball game. That's insanely hard to do is go even three hours. I can't imagine. Think about volleyball. Yeah. Think about, you're going yeah. to maybe play three sets. Maybe <laughs> like it's not guaranteed. That's crazy. It's wild. Anyway, uh, we appreciate Coach Casey Otho hopping on with us. It's good for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Casey Otho of Cristobal for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.